It is listening. Encounter with God time here on the breakfast <laughs> the show this show, morning. The second hour. Where we're all here. We're about to get into our Bible study Ready to time. go. Getting it done. But before we get into our Bible study, we're going to have another question for the quiz. Our penultimate question for the quiz. Ooh. The second last opportunity that you have. Isn't the penultimate in. the last one? No, that's the ultimate. Huh? Oh. Penultimate is the one before. The one before. I did not know that. Penultimate opportunity, guys. In Daniel 7, what did the Son of Man ride on? Okay. 0491-064-669. It was not a zero-turn lawnmower. You're welcome. No. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one for free. Yep. In Daniel 7, what did the Son of Man ride on? 0491-064-669. You'll go into the draw to win our amazing journal, the word reference Bible in comfort print, brown, imitation leather, copper edging, and also has got the words of Jesus inside of it, which is the most important part. Absolutely. And we want to give it to you for free. No, it's actually a really, uh, it's a really fancy Bible. Very fancy Bible. So if you've got one already, you've got, if you've already got a fancy Bible, this will make a great gift and you've got the Absolutely. wide margin so that you can... Uh, write can, notes. Write notes. You can write stuff down. It's hard to get wide margin Bibles these days. They used to be super popular when I was a kid. They're, they're kind of rare. I have never used a wide margin Bible. Me either. Because I never write in my Bible. Me either. I just write notes on the outside. Yeah. But I have a friend who has a Bible. It's not even wide margin. It's just a big study Bible, and it's legit just littered with... Colours and notes. Colours and notes and sticky notes, and let's like like... Especially when you're open to the book of Revelation, you have to, like, fold up the sticky notes so you can actually read the passage. <laughs> but good for them, because it means they're studying. Hebrews, Leviticus, Daniel, they're those kind of books, right? Yeah, that's you right. You just that's need right. a lot of sticky notes to get through those ones. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. We should we should go to a text message. Let me find my phone. Where did my phone go with my text messages on it? Lyle, it's literally in it's your in, pocket. It's in my pocket. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know, sometimes Lyle has these, like, you know, these forgetful moments, and I'm like, wow, he's really getting, he's getting really old. getting old. It's happening. <laughs> All right. Ruffy says this, leprosy, one of the causes of the cease, the disease of, one of the causes for the disease uh-huh. is this consumption of pigs eating, pig eating, especially really? when it's undercooked. It's an infection caused by slow-growing bacteria called Mycobacterium lepriae. Two million people died every year. That's a lot of people. Uh-huh. That's a big number right there. All right, another another text message here. Statistics show that only 5% of the world population belongs to the LGBT community, meaning 95% of the world is being forced to live under these laws forced upon us. Let us not forget that the only reason they got given so much power is because of the politicians and judges who not only are themselves LGBT, but who have been bought by the New World Order. Satan's New World Order. The LGBT mm. community is actually a pawn they are playing with. Soon they will understand what is happening. And I meet some LGBT people who see through it mm. and they see they're just being played and used uh, and are a pawn. I meet the majority who don't and it's just... It's kind of like the majority of people who just sort of sit back, watch their TV, relax and let the world go by mm. and don't really stop to consider... In the big and important issues that are at stake in our world right now. Mm. Uh, in Russia, the LGBT community, Putin on Monday signed into law a bill that expands a ban on LGBTQ propaganda in Russia. This will happen worldwide soon when church and state becomes a reality in America. You know what? What? I'm not convinced that 
It will happen. Uh-huh. I'm not. Con- I I, I kind of see in the threefold union that you've got between the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. There is definitely room in that union for the LGBT community. Totally. That is not a, an exclusive union. That's a very inclusive union. Mm. Because they're trying to get the whole world to worship. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm not talking about, you know, um, individuals. I'm talking about organisations. Yes. We need to always clarify that. But, yeah, I think there's I think there's room in that. Uh I, I don't see a specific Bible passage, anyway, that says otherwise. Okay, another one here says, I suppose it really does not matter how many people or Christians believe in the second coming because it will happen if they believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, you don't need people to believe something to happen for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, hopefully many more will believe before it's too late. Amen. Mm. Oh, as a clarification here, I think the number for leprosy death should be 200,000, not 2 million. Mm. Still a big number. Yeah. Still a big number. Mm. All right, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, typical Southerners don't like mangoes. <laughs> no mangoes in Tasmania, I guess. That was from James, uh-huh. who's I believe James is from like north of Cairns somewhere. Oh, he's he's so right he up there. Like, he's a full. I'm, I'm a New South Welshman. Yeah, you're on the border. You got we got we have mangoes we here. Have mangoes here, but I we just, don't really grow raspberries here. I just don't like them. I'm sorry. It's just it's just I'm just not into mangoes. What about pawpaws? Neither. Neither. No. Okay. My favorite fruits. Okay. Here's a list. I quite have like the pink pawpaw. Okay. I'd rather have a pink pawpaw than a mango. Uh-huh. Well, but I would rather eat white grapes and green apples. They're, that's like the ultimate right there. Oh, and recently, speaking of fruit, so a couple of days ago, I picked up my friend from the airport. His name is Joe, and his parents and he are from China, and they his parents actually just recently, in the last couple of months, moved over from China, and they're staying with him, and they've... They've all kind of migrated over here, which is fantastic. And um, I've made really good friends with them, and they invited me over for lunch And uh, after I picked him up from the airport. And then I'm, like, one of the only people who gets to go over to their house for lunch. They really like, – I'm, like, their Caucasian friend, which is yes. which is the best. And they made me, like, hand-cooked, like, handmade noodles, and it was, like, the greatest thing ever. But they just get a bowl of chopped tomatoes, and they just put sugar all over it. And then they're like, this is a snack. Eat it. And you eat it with chopsticks. Very good. It was really nice. I'm a big tomato fan. And then tomatoes just with the sugar all I've over I've always it. seen a tomato as a savory fruit. You, you have That's it with absolutely. salt or vegetable. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too, me too, me too. But it's just tomatoes by itself. With sugar, as, with a, as a sweet. Yeah. I've never tried that. And it was, it was all right. Like, it was good. Anyway, the longer the day, at the end of the day, James is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, keep your mangoes. Keep your mangoes. Keep let's have let's have raspberries, <laughs> cherries, apricots, green grapes. Green grapes. I'll go with green grapes all day long. Um, what else do we? What else is good down there? Plums of every different variety. I love my green gauge plums, my golden uh-huh. gauge plums. Although golden gauges are a bit too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, just the best fruit ever. Frozen mm. Tasmania. All right. <laughs> Franco says there's star- plenty of starving people in the moment. Mango farmers give us a give as a tax deduction, deduction and keep the prices up. So there's there's an op- an opportunity for keeping prices up for mangoes for the mango farmers. Uh-huh. Just donate them. 
Uh-huh. Tax deduction. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Oh, we've got a lot of thoughts on mangoes here. Everybody's... everybody's. We've probably stirred them up. Can tell you guys aren't Queenslanders. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mulberries, blackberries are good too. But my favourite fruit is fajoas that grow well in New Zealand. The best fruit grown in the best country. Who would have thought? What is a fajoa? Is this Braden? I, I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what, what, what is a fajoa? No idea. Let me, let me Someone needs to send one to the studio here at Faith FM so that Lawson and I can figure out what a fajoa is and give it a try. Fajoa. Okay, it kind of looks like a mix between a, a lime... And a cucumber. I'll give it a go. Yeah, okay. If, if it doesn't it, have a mother, doesn't breathe, I'll it, give it a go. Yeah, that's right. We'll eat anything as long as it's vegan. Okay, best mango is also the Calypsos and then Kensington Prides. So somebody here is definitely a mango connoisseur. Okay. I can tell you all different kinds of apples uh-huh. and small fruits. Uh-huh. We had 14 different kinds of berries growing on our property in Tasmania. Wow. Yeah, it was just... a most amazing thing ever. Uh, but to me, mangoes are all just mangoes. But just, somebody knows just, the difference. Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting one. I think as far as capitalism, yes, people should be able to refuse service to people that are asking them to go against their religious convictions. Uh-huh. But not because they don't like them. That's prejudice. And to go that step further and not be polite and respectful about it and maliciously destruct their event, they should definitely be taken to court. That is not at all the same thing as just declining to make a cake for someone. I absolutely agree with that. Uh There is a difference between the two, and there is a difference between religious conviction and not liking somebody's particular. You know, if they were objecting on religious grounds, that would be a different kettle of fish. This is like such a touchy thing, though, is like in in regards to rejecting people and reje- I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest, about, I don't know how I feel about all of it. I'm, I'm kind of in a capitalistic world, you can make the choice to do what you want, but it's like, what, what differences are protected and what differences are unprotected? And what, like, yes, this is religious differences should be protected. Mm, I think that's what should be established first. And then we can go from there. Anyway, mm. interesting discussion. Let's keep the discussion going. Mm. Um, We've got so many more text messages back in just a very short moment. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 Okay, shout out to Julia and all Faith FM listeners. Thank you, Faith FM, for your generosity. Just received a couple of books in the post, one being oh, The Cross and The Millennium. Have a fab weekend. That's from Paula. Oh, shout out Paula. She Paula, to- Paula doing a shout out to... One listener doing a shout out to another listener, and doing a shout out for us to us for winning a book as well. Yes, yeah. indeed. Because yeah, the cross and the millennium. I'm sure that's something that she would have won from us. This guy says, "Ha ha, sugary snack. Some recipes do use sugar. Okay, mm. cucumber salad uses sugar, but I don't use it if I do make it. I like my cucumbers with salt as well. Yeah, I know it's a fruit." But some fruit goes well with salt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude, if I'm like making toast and I put tomato on it, I'm not putting sugar on my toast. I'm putting like salt and pepper and tomato. And someone says you can use that fake sugar or grated apples. Something or other, we're German. Anyway, uh-huh. 
Mangoes from the Philippines are the best. Somebody who's been to the Philippines or comes from the Philippines. Is that, is that, are we talking just regular old mangoes or mangosteen or dehydrated mangoes, like dried mangoes? It's just mangoes from the Philippines are the best. Because so I've had dried mango from the Philippines. Somebody weighing and, in on the mango. Ooh, that's good. Nothing beats, you know, when it comes to regional food, nothing beats pineapples from Hawaii. Oh. They're white and they're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are yummy. I grew up eating them in New Zealand. Better than mangoes. I think that might be about Fajoas. Uh, yeah. Uh, Better okay. than mangoes. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's weighing in this morning. Uh huh. Okay. But you're all wrong. Uh, just you know, if you didn't know that. And uh, then we have another one. Rafi's Rafi's weighing in now. Love mangoes. Number one. They're obviously his favorite. Really? Yes, they are his favorite. Okay. Oh, we got a, somebody's sending us a picture of the Fajoa. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I saw a picture of them. Someone, don't send oh. us a picture. Send us a fajawa. We want to try this now. <laughs> yeah. or, or point us to somewhere where we can buy them. Can I'm you, sure, just, I'm sure can you, can you get them, them from Woolies? Fajoas are also called pineapple guavas. Perhaps huh. you've tried them. Smell beautiful. Almost a perfume smell. Scoop the inside out like a kiwi fruit. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got instructions now, so we know what to do with them. That's from Suzanne. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So our listeners are getting us on the right track here. Mm. They're getting sorted out here this morning. All right, we should get into our Bible study. Mm. We got, we got, we got another. No, 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 We're no, just no, no, no. Chris says, "I love fajoas. They are a subtropical fruit from South America." Okay, so they're not from New Zealand. Ah, uh, South well, American. Fruit. Well, they speak Spanish, not Kiwi. <laughs> they probably grow them in New Zealand as well. Probably, yeah. I wonder why they don't grow them in Tasmania. Because nothing grows in Tasmania. Everything that is good grows in Tasmania. <laughs> no no one wants to be in trees Tasmania. trees in the world grow in Tasmania. Yeah, they're taking up all the space. And <laughs> no, one, no one wants to go there. wants to go and cut them down, don't you? Yeah, those, those tall trees are trying to grow out of New Zealand. <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to make a land bridge. And, All and right, let's back. get into our Bible study. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 and 15. Let's go. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14 and 15. As I turn there in my Bible, we're going to be looking at... Janelle tells us that some fruit shops sell them. I don't think Willie sells them, though. Oh, we have a really good fruit shop in Newcastle, actually. I go might, and order some fajoas. Bring them in. Might go and have a look at some fajoas. All right, 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. The Bible says, but I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get punishment for their wicked deeds that they deserve. Okay, so what is an attribute of Satan right here? Uh, Disguise. Disguise. So if he disguises himself as an angel of light, then that means that he can appear or he can personate mm-hmm. an angel of light. Yeah. And if he can personate an angel of light, and what we know is that you know angels have the power to be able to personate, then there is nothing stopping him from personating somebody, mm-hmm. anyone else. Mm. As we read yesterday, Samuel, for instance, mm. not a challenging thing for him to do. So personations and other appearances. So when we talk about necromancy, when we talk about ancestor worship, when we talk about personations and other appearances, these are remarkably common. 
Mm. I would say probably half of the people I study the Bible with have had an experience with the supernatural that involved somebody that was dead. Yeah, absolutely. At some particular point. So they're similar to necromancy, uh, but they're not necessarily the same. So you've got necromancy happening in First Samuel there with the story of Saul and mm. the witch of Endor. And as a part of that necromancy, there is a personation that takes place. Mm. And there's also an aspect of ancestor worship because when Samuel supposedly comes back, Saul falls on his face and worships and mm. asks about the future. Mm. Okay, the personations can be in the form of a deceased family member or friend or anyone, but the physical appearance and the voice are very similar to those of the deceased. And so, you know, it's not uncommon for me to meet somebody, who, particularly somebody who's been married for a very, very long time and then lost a loved one. Um, you know, maybe a spouse in particular, after, you know, maybe 15, 20, 30 years of marriage and to regularly see them at the end of the bed, have mm. a bit of a conversation. Uh, what's that all about? Mm. These these satanic deceptions, the, the Bible study says he will be used to deceive those who are not firmly grounded in God's word. Mm. The apostles, as personated by these lying, lying spirits, are made to contradict what they wrote at the dictation of the Holy Spirit when on earth. Mm. Quote from our Bible study. Uh, quote from a book in our Bible study, Great Controversy, page 557. As the crowning act in the great drama of deception, Satan himself will personate Christ. Mm. And so we find here that this is something that we... Understand and that we know. A couple of verses that we need to look at. Let's go to the book of Job. Job. Let's go to Job. Let me find this verse. I don't remember where it is. I think it's like in chapter 7. And let's talk about ghosts because essentially what we're talking about is ghosts in this particular situation. Ghosts, well, ghosts actually are a little bit different because they're not personations because the personation actually looks uh, just like it. But, you know, do the dead actually come back? Well, Lawson quietly dies over uh, there. No, I'm fine. I'm not dying. dying. What, are you, what are you talking about? Job chapter 7. Uh, Job chapter 7, yes. Mm -hmm. um, verse 9. In Job 7 and, and 10. verse 9 and 10, the Bible says, Just as the cloud dissipates and vanishes, those who die will not come back. They are gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let me read verse 10 in the KJV. Uh -huh. It's a little bit clearer. And let me read both verses. It says, The cloud is consumed and vanishes away, so he that goes down to the grave will come up no more. Same as you said. Mm -hmm. He shall return no more to his house. Mm -hmm. That's very, very, very specific. Mm -hmm. You have two choices right here. You can believe what the Bible says or you can believe what the spirit in your house says. Mm -hmm. You cannot believe both. Yes because they contradict each other. The Bible says that a dead person will return no more to his house, mm. neither shall his place know him or experience him mm. anymore. Mm. So you're not going to see him at his house. You're not going to see him at his place. You're not going to see him at the areas where he that he used to inhabit. Mm. The Bible says he is dead. He is not coming back. Mm. That's rather clear, wouldn't you say? Super clear. Super clear. 
Okay, I'm glad that that's clear. The Bible is clear on that. Let's, just in case you were confused on that, let's go over to the book of Ecclesiastes. We've read this a couple of times in this Bible study so far already. We're going to look at it again uh, in the context this time of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go down to, well, let's, let's just read verse 5 and 6. In chapter 9. 9. Verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, The living at least know they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor are they remembered. Whatever they did in their lifetime, loving, hating, envying, envying, is all long gone. They no longer play a part in anything here on earth. Okay, so the last line there, they no longer do what? Play a part on anything. anything. In anything, and specifically here it says, done on earth. Yes. Because why is Solomon saying that? He's obviously trying to counteract the idea of spiritism, where mm. you know, spirits come back, and he's like, no, these are not dead relatives. Mm. He's just super clear about it. They play no part on anything done on earth. Mm. Simple as that. Verse 10. In verse 10, the Bible says, Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. Okay, so there's no wisdom in the grave. Why would you go and ask a dead person for advice? Uh, because you don't have wisdom. Exactly. So the important thing to do then is to have wisdom. Yes. And the way you have wisdom is by reading the Bible. Yeah. I think it's awesome. We were reading yesterday about... Saul. I think it's interesting. Or reading about Saul, and he had the opportunity. He, like he couldn't, he couldn't reach God by asking him. But he had the opportunity, as someone who possessed God's word, to read God's word and to know what he should do in his situation. Um, but instead of doing that, he chased ghosts literally, and it cost him his life Indeed and his salvation. Did. Yeah. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is the breakfast show. We have now come to the, not the penultimate, but the ultimate. The ultimate. The ultimate Mm -hmm. quiz. The last one. The ultimate quiz question. This is the ultimatum. This is a finish the verse. Okay. And he shall, and sorry, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall blank, 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 blank. Lots of blanks. If you know the answer to that one, zero six four zero four nine. Sorry, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That should be six blanks, right? I I think that's probably how many I said. Blank, 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 blank. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but again, that that verse is, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall blank, 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 blank. What a great Christmas verse. That's. Absolutely. And you can win a great Christmas gift, which is an amazing, expensive, awesome Bible. We're going to give to you for free. And we're going to draw in about 15 minutes. So be prepared. Be ready. And again, that question was, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall finish the verse. 0491-064-669. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's get back into our Bible study. All right, yeah. I'm, where are we up to? We're going to Ephesians chapter 6. We're talking about spirits, demons who spiritism. impersonate dead relatives. You've never, you've ever seen a ghost? I, ooh, I've never, okay, I've seen stuff, 
I think I think I, I've seen kind of supernatural stuff, but I've never seen like a dead friend or a relative or a loved one or something like sure. that. My actually, my dad has told me the story where he saw his mum mm-hmm. like super vivid at the end of the bed, you know, walking towards him, all the stuff, and then you know, blinked and she was gone. Yeah, it's really common. And it's one of the ways that the devil really tries to deceive people. It's mm. Very, very common. Um, I've never have, praise God. Uh, my father-in-law has. Mm. He was working, he's a, a building contractor working in a house and they told him straight out, there's a there's the, there's the ghost of a girl who lives in this house. Sometimes you sometimes you uh, see her. That's crazy. And he was working late in the on the job and uh, after the sun had gone down and, yep, there was the ghost. Just passed through the door. That's intense. It is intense. I think it's always intense when you get a glimpse of the spirit world. Yeah. You know, it's not unusual. Uh, it's not something to be afraid of. It's definitely going to be an intense experience when you do. And if you never have, it's something to think about, you know, in preparation, not to yeah. be not to be scared of because whenever you see something like that, you just remind yourself, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And you just yeah. claim that right there. I think this is the thing, is the reason why maybe you or I have never had those kind of experiences is because we're less susceptible the purpose of those experiences are to deceive people yes is to lead them further from god and or yeah to deceive them and to hurt them whereas for us it's like oh we know the truth so like what's there's no amount of spirits that i could see that would convince me otherwise because i'm so sure of what the bible says but yeah, I think for, for people who aren't in that same position, it can definitely be a temptation and it can lead them further from God. And that's actually, well, how do we not go through that? That's actually what this next passage talks about mm, in Ephesians indeed. chapter 6. Yes. So picking up in verse 10, it says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the all the armor, all of God's armor, so that you will always be able to stand firm against all all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen worlds, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm, Okay, and you know, just thinking about this, maybe if you've had an experience with the spirit world and you have, you know, seen something or experienced something or even been attacked or whatever it might be, because some of these attacks can be much, much more than just a deceptive ghost turning yeah. up, or which is just an evil spirit. So, yeah, um, there are some attacks that are quite physical. Maybe you can just shoot us a text message. Let us know. Let us know your experience. Let us share share your testimony of the power of God because there are people out there who hear these stories and they get very afraid of it. Yeah. That's actually has been my, my experience. I've never seen like a ghost mm. of someone I know, but I have been through a like quote unquote like spiritual attack. I don't want to say quote unquote because this is, this has been what I've experienced. Sure. Um, and yeah, very, very much experienced like a encounter with the supernatural. Yes. That was very negative. And it was, yeah. And, and through that experience, um, I re, I just, I just called out to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, yeah, got, got me through that. And this, dude, it's freaky. Like, this is like freaky stuff. Um, and, and there are very real consequences to it. But praise the Lord, like, when we're on Jesus' side. 
Yes. He'll be with us. And I think that's a powerful thing, like, in, in regards to specifically, like, exorcism and all that kind of stuff. Um, there are, in the, in the book of Acts, there's the sons of Sceva. They're, like, cut, trying to cast out demons in Jesus's name, but then the demon just calls them out, and they're like, oh, we know Paul, and we know Jesus, but we we know that you don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, we know mm-hmm. that you don't know what this is about. But, hey, if we're if we're friends with Jesus... Like, if we're falling before him in repentance and having a relationship with Jesus, like, we we are strong. We are, we can stand firm in him. And that's exactly what this passage says that we've just read. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it's one of those things, you know, sometimes I hear about, you know, these different locations where, you know, a lot of people died or whatever it might be, and you can go and do a ghost tour. <laughs> I'm like, why would I spend money to go and deal with Satan when I have to deal with this guy every single day, he's constantly <laughs> on my case. I have plenty enough time dealing with Satan and his demons on a day-to-day basis right. in the battle of life without spending money to go and have more of the same. Mm. Why would why would a person do that? Uh, well, you know, I mean, obviously it's done from ignorance. We get that. Yeah. And and those kind of things go both ways because I feel like then there are people on the other side of like I've never experienced ever su- anything supernatural therefore like God doesn't exist and it's all just made up and and yeah well ninety five percent of the world have experienced yeah. something supernatural so maybe you're the one who's missing something but I think that's the point is like people in that camp it is the way that. Satan is deceiving them. It's like, oh, I'll completely yeah, because he doesn't care which way. You know, he he just wants you to not follow Jesus. That's that's his goal. And if he can do it through involving you in the supernatural or not, that's the way. It's it's all about deception at the end of the day mm-hmm. against the character of God and against mm-hmm. the existence and the love of Jesus. Like that is exactly what it is. And he'll use any method, but yeah, what we're talking about today is the method that he uses to to suck people into engaging in the supernatural in such a terrible way. Yes. Well, the Bible talks about the armor of God here, and it tells us all the things we need in the armor of God. We need truth. We need righteousness. We need the gospel of peace. We need faith. Uh, we need salvation. We need the word of God. Mm. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And the reason that we're encouraged to take up the armor of God here is because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against the powers of wickedness in high places. And we need to recognize that evil spirits have power far beyond what we can imagine. This is not something to take lightly, Mm. but it is something to take knowing that God is on our side and trusting mm. in his strength and his strength alone. Whenever we You're try and take to the Breakfast Joe the podcast on strength, faith we are going to positively different. He's too big for us, but Jesus is not. We're about to have question of the day. Before we do, we've got answers for the quiz. No, we've got winner for the quiz. We've got we've got a winner, but We'll 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 get through we'll get through some answers. We'll do some answers first, and then we're going to spin the wheel. Is that that's right? right. Okay, let's let's do wheel. some answers first. Paul asked Titus to bring him Zenus, who was a lawyer. When God instructed Moses to pour out water on the ground, what did the water become? It became blood. Paul and what two others wrote the first letter to the Thessalonians? That was Silas and Timothy. Do we miss that one? I th- um. 
Did we? I, no, I think we did do no, that one. Good. I think self, we did. Self, I think self, we did self, do that one. Self, I, says we did. For some reason, it's skipping my mind. In Daniel seven, what did the Son of Man ride on? The clouds of heaven. It wasn't a zero turn lawnmower, but it was the yeah, clouds of heaven. Definitely the clouds of heaven. That's right. And finally, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sins. That's from Matthew chapter one and verse twenty one. But the real question. This morning is Shell. Are you ready to spin the wheel? And she is. So we are going to spin the wheel. Hopefully, I I think maybe. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. We're having a bit of trouble getting it to go now. It's going short uh-huh, uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. So, oh, I think that's the last one. We're finally there. We're going to win. I, yep, it has spun and. Are we, are we, we able to... We have a winner. We, we're going to try and get them on the phone. Yes. We have a winner. Are we able to see the winner from over here? We're not... We're not... Oh, Jesus, appar- Shell is not going to do it. She's, she's digging her heels she, in. She's shaking she, her head. She, she's like, no, we're going <laughs> to... Shaking, shaking her fist. <laughs> Poking her tongue out. Well, hey, look... I have to spin it on the computer because it wasn't working properly, so I can't show you the computer. Uh-huh. But can we know who it is? Is that okay? Or are we no, going to try and call just, this person? Just try and call this person. Okay. Well, while we're trying to call this person, I guess it's time for... Question of the day. All right. Our question of the day this morning is from Chris. And Chris asks, if Noah was an eyewitness to the uh, to the flood... why the eponymous the, flood. The eponymous flood... Why does he say nothing about the sort of actions that Taz Walker is describing? The account in Genesis only describes a gentle and slow rising water level and a slow and gentle lowering of the water level. That's what Chris asked. Yeah, it's a good question. And they'd probably, you know, really I need to be able to get Taz back on the phone to actually put that question to him to get his perspective on that. And there are a number of different models that would explain, you know, what is taking place here. Um, I'm, I'm unable to get Taz to, to come back and answer that one. So I will share a model with me with you that has, um, I, I guess, made some sense to me. So if we go to Genesis chapter 7 and we, and we read the description of how the flood took place, it says in the 600 year of Noah's life in Genesis 7 verse 11, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. That's not a gentle rising. That is a cataclysmic, catastrophic event that is affecting the entire planet. So if you imagine our planet a little bit like an egg, so an egg has a hard shell around it filled with liquid on the inside. We have a granite shell around our planet filled with liquid on the inside. And, of course, if we take most of the water that is now in the oceans and if it was then trapped in the granite, uh, that you know, the granite crust, then you take another large amount of water that is in the firmament that, that is over our head. Mm. So you've kind of got these two very, very large reservoirs of water. Now, if you take an egg and put it in a microwave, hit the uh, go button, it will make a mess. Yeah. If you watch that on in slow motion, what you'll find is that the moment it explodes, you'll get a spot uh-huh. where it will start to spurt stuff out. Then it will crack all the way around uh-huh. with more spots spurting stuff out, uh-huh. and then cracks will radiate from those cracks. Uh-huh. It's exactly what our world looks like right now. Mm. You know, because you get an egg, you hit it with microwave, that's what happens. Our world has obviously a ring of fire, Uh 
uh, which is a crack that goes all the way around where, you know, we've got volcanoes and stuff coming out. And so at some point, it seems that it was hit with a microwave force, so to speak, uh-huh. the word of God that cracked it. And that's going to give you a violent explosion of water that is trapped uh, in the crust, under the crust, etc., that would then blast out into the atmosphere and cause the firmament to collapse. Mm. And so then you've got water pouring down. And the Bible says that it happened in that order, that first the fountains of the great deep were broken up and then the water came out of the sky. Yeah. And that would be absolutely catastrophic. Now, if you get something of that magnitude taking place, the earthquakes and the tsunamis that are going to result from that are not going to end anytime soon. Mm. And you're going to have, you know, you've got continents being pushed up, you've got mountain ranges being pushed up, you've got, you know, large amounts of the surface of the earth that are being disrupted, and then you're going to have a process where the water is flowing off of those surfaces uh, some places that's going to be very, very rapid. Some places you're going to have, you know, you're still going to have movements taking place where you've got, you know, a big puddle of water and then suddenly that continent moves dramatically and that water is now washing off, etc. And so the description in the Bible is not of, no, the rain just started to come down and the water started to go up until all the mountains were covered, you know, all 29,000 feet of them. no. The description that we have in the Bible is of the mountains being pushed up mm. and the water being blasted down and then dumped on the earth. Mm. Uh, and so that's that's the description we've got you know, in Scripture and uh, we have a number of different models that go along with that. But right now we have somebody on the phone who is the winner for the quiz. Well, the draw. The draw. Shout out, Fraser. Congratulations on winning the draw for this week. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Is, is this the first time you've won one, Fraser? It is. Yep. Congratulations. Super happy for you. You've won a, uh, well, you've won the greatest prize we've offered all year. <laughs> you've, the word of God. I have, to, I have to ask you, Fraser, do you have a wide margin Bible? I, bl- I believe I do, yeah. And now yep. you've got a second one. Yep. Uh-huh, lovely. Too good. Thank so you. So you're going to take, again, and take extra notes. You're going to pass it to somebody else. What's the, what's the plan there? I'd say I'll be passing it to someone else, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. He's benevolent. Yeah. I love Fraser, it. Fraser's a benevolent guy. He's a praise <laughs> guy. A fantastic <laughs> Christmas present. Fraser, thank you so much for playing our quiz. That, thank you very much for the, for the pleasure. It's a privilege. Ah, oh, amazing. Well, that was Fraser, our winner for this week. That was the question of the day. And right now, this is Future of Forestry with The Earth Stood Still. It's a bit of a unique title on this one. Absolutely. Come to the end of the show. It's coming to the end of the week. Another another week of breakfast show done. Yeah. And guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. <laughs>